You're listening to the Soda Citizen podcast, a podcast that highlights all of the reasons why Columbia, South Carolina is an amazing place to call home. My name is Mary Lane Sloan. And I'm Brad Allen. Mary Lane and I run the Art of Real Estate, a local real estate brokerage here in Columbia with the goal of not just helping people buy and sell homes, but to go beyond that to help create a sense of community that people are proud to call home. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Soda Citizen podcast. Today, we are with Christian Nimi, who owns several restaurants around town, and I'm really excited to have him today so we can get his two cents on the food scene in Columbia. So the, welcome to the show. Good um, to be here. Thanks for Thank being you. here. So I guess the first question is like owning restaurants in Columbia. Why? <laughs> Why? Why did you pick this place? Wow. Uh-huh. Well, I ended up here. Uh, my ex-wife came here to go to graduate school and I had just gotten done with architecture school and uh, culinary school right around the same time and we got down here and it was post it was right it was right around the it was 93 so there was a part of a recession Mm -hmm, so there mm -hmm. really wasn't a lot of hiring going on in the architectural field and Mm -hmm. I really wasn't that jazzed about it (laughs) anyway so I stayed in the, throughout my entire college career, I was in the restaurant business as a waiter. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, I'll just do that for a while until I figure out what I want to do. Sure. And very quickly, working at Garibaldi's, mm-hmm. uh, I got a phone call to ask if I wanted to manage a restaurant. And then before I knew it, I was managing Longhorn. And then Bill Dukes, who owned the Longhorn at the time, mm-hmm. asked if I would, if I'd be the general opening general manager for Blue Marlin. Uh-huh. And so I opened Blue Marlin. And shortly after that, maybe six months after we opened that, uh, we left uh, myself, Harold Hamm, and John Campagna all left Blue Marlin and opened up Mr. Friendly's mm-hmm. in March of 95. Mm-hmm. Great. And so it began. And so it began, yeah. right? So for people that are listening that don't know much about your restaurants, why don't you give us a little like Cliff Notes version on each one and what they specialize in? Well, right now, uh, the only restaurants that I've got, uh, of all the ones that I've opened, uh, are Bourbon mm-hmm. uh, over on Main Street. One of my personal favorites. Thank you. Uh-huh. So Bourbon is a whiskey bar with a Cajun Creole uh, menu. Uh, we boast a whiskey list of close to 500 whiskeys, mm-hmm. and we do our own kind of locally sourced spin on Cajun Creole cuisine Have there. you tasted all of the whiskeys personally? Most of them. Most of them. Yeah, yeah. most of them. Uh, yeah, I'll admit there are some on there that mm-hmm. I don't approve of, okay. <laughs> but are but are fan favorites. So mm-hmm. we we put them on the menu, and there are others I feel are um, they have a cachet about them that uh, makes people want, want them, them, even though they're not necessarily. It's like fine wine. Sure. It's right. like you know, it's like the hundred and fifty dollar bottles of Cabernet. It's right. Like, is it really worth $150 bottles? <laughs> Are you going to enjoy it that much more? But <laughs> but to say that you bought it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we have those. Um, yeah, so that's bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Rooster, where we're sitting now, is a Frenchish restaurant. And by Frenchish, we kind of, kind of the point behind Black Rooster was to mm-hmm. do a French bistro style, mm-hmm. brasserie style restaurant uh, do some of the classics like steak frites mm-hmm. and, you know, French onion soup. Which is also very delicious. Things like mm-hmm. that. But then also kind of veer off and touch on the countries where France had an influence on the cuisine of that country. So anywhere from Vietnam to right. Senegal to, you know, any, even Mexico, mm-hmm. where the French had a presence and, uh, 
you know, imbued the food there with some of the their influences. So you'll find on our menu kind of this somewhat mix of tr very traditional French along with like twisted French along with uh, cuisines from other countries that have French influence. Yeah, no, I think it's a very smart menu. I know personally, sometimes I get intimidated going into a very French restaurant because you're like, oh, yeah. it's going to be real heavy French, you know? Right. But I really appreciate the menu here because it is it is kind of a playful French restaurant. It's not a serious French exactly, restaurant. Exactly, yeah. We, we're, we're, yeah. We're serious about what we do, but we're very right. playful about how we do it. Yes, and that was well. kind of the key that the chefs here, you know, understand uh, fully well because mm -hmm. like our, our head chef now, Alex Strickland, mm -hmm. he's a... Uh, you know, he was at Momofuku in New York, mm -hmm. and so he comes back with with a lot of Asian-influenced uh, ideas that have been a lot of fun. So we do a ramen night now, which mm -hmm. isn't very French. Right. Uh, but ramen is similar to pho in mm -hmm. uh, Vietnam, yeah. and so we kind of run with it. So every Tuesday night we have a ramen night, and nice. every week it's slightly different. So Yeah keeps yeah. things fresh. So I'm just curious since you have, um, you know, one restaurant downtown Columbia and then this one in West Columbia, kind of talk us through, you know, pros, pros, maybe not so many cons, but just what's it like owning a restaurant in two different parts of the, of the city? Well, one of the nice things I love about being in West Columbia, mm -hmm. right on the river is the view. Like right. we have a spectacular view here. We've got the big garage door that we can open mm -hmm. when the weather is temperate, mm -hmm. you know, which mm -hmm. is very few times per year, yes. but when we can, it's beautiful. We've got the rooftop, which overlooks the river and which the city. Which is a smart move, I feel like. And the and the yeah. sunset at you know when the mm -hmm. sun sets and it shines off of all those buildings mm -hmm. downtown, it's just absolutely stunning. Uh, bourbon. Mm -hmm. What I love about Bourbon is the building that it's in. Yeah. You, there are very few buildings left like that mm -hmm. on Main Street. Mm -hmm. So it was built in 1869, and the reason it became Bourbon literally is because of the way the building looked like really? I was not I had no intention whatsoever of opening a whiskey bar uh -huh. Cajun Creole restaurant at all that I got asked to look at the building the vibe from it just kept screaming like New Orleans yeah. with that cast iron facade mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so being on Main Street now you know in you know we opened in 2014 uh Main Street has come such a long yes. way uh -huh from what it was and back when I opened Mr. Friendly's in 1995 and was asked shortly after we opened that if I'd come and look at a space on Main Street mm -hmm. I, I remember telling the guy I was like even if you paid me right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not to put it. a restaurant in here <laughs> and then paid me every uh -huh. month to be yeah. there I still wouldn't, wouldn't do, do it, it. right because at that time in 95 it just wasn't yeah. quite ready but right. now it's just so vibrant to be right across the street from well when we opened we were across the street from Oak Table they mm -hmm. opened up and to be across the street from the state capitol, mm -hmm. be next door to the wig. Yeah. Cantina 76, right, you know, down mm -hmm. the street. Now Halls is across from yep. us. They're a fantastic neighbor. Mm -hmm. It's just such a vibrant area. And with the addition of all the new hotels and uh, the Vista and downtown area, you know, we we see such a huge, uh, a lot of, a large part of our crowd is is people from out of town that, yeah. that oh, either come to town to do business mm -hmm. with either mm -hmm. the university capital or the military right. or they're in town just to see Columbia. Right. Now, um, bourbon is the 
uh, first restaurant I've ever gone to where on the menu you can buy a six pack for the kitchen. Yeah, we stole that. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. We stole that from, uh, <laughs> okay. we saw it on a menu. I don't remember where I was when I saw that on the menu, but mm-hmm. I thought that's a great idea. It's a great idea. Oh, I was. I yeah. thought maybe that was an original. Sorry, I was going to no, be like, kudos I, to you. I, I, I wish I'd thought of that, but. I wish more places would do it because yeah. they work so hard, you yeah. know, oh, and yeah. sometimes um, a six pack could really help when you're closing a up. Cold, exactly. <laughs> a cold six pack at the end of the mm-hmm. shift, uh, I can attest to the value of yes. it. Well, the, and it's the nice restorative to the powers. Ring. Right, right. So, of course, the elephant in the room that I'm sure everybody wants to know is, you know, we've just a year through this whole COVID season. Um, you know, what are some things that you have learned? How are some things, you know, what have you done to adapt? And how do you think you, what do you think you did the best position you so that you've come out on this side still owning two restaurants? <laughs> well, managing it has been uh the biggest thing mm-hmm. and managing it properly. And yeah. that was the, t- that was the hardest part. However, we benefited from about a year and a half ago, or mm-hmm. maybe it was a year prior to the pandemic. I went and spent some time in Taiwan and mm-hmm. Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I did a little bit of consulting work over there and then just, you know, visited and yeah. w- traveled around. So my friends from over in Taiwan in Taipei were immediately emailing and texting me saying, this is serious. Oh, yeah. And this is at the end of December, beginning of January. Gotcha. Uh, this will shut you down, mm-hmm. start preparing. So my partner Eric and I started to prepare mm-hmm. by just being more financially, fis- you know, fiscally responsible. responsible right. Uh, getting just downright miserly about certain things mm-hmm. and just stockpiling cash as yeah. much as we could to, to kind of weather the storm. We had no idea we would have to weather it as long right. as we mm-hmm. did. So, uh, thankfully, thankfully the unemployment uh, benefits that they offered to our staff mm-hmm. uh, kept them home, kept them safe, and kept them paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were able to get in on the first round of the, or the I should say, the second round of the PPP. Yep. And uh, yeah, we've we've just had to manage it in mm-hmm. creative ways uh, that it, I right? think. You know, not to not to say it in the cliche way that it was said before when everybody was like, we'll come out of this stronger. But now that we're towards the end of it, we see a light at the end of the tunnel. We mm-hmm. are actually coming out of it stronger because we did a lot of different mm-hmm. things during it to make ourselves stronger right. and uh, ensure longevity. Right. Well, congratulations. So, Good job. I, I, mean, I know if it I wasn't learned easy. Anything, yeah, if I learned anything, I learned that a pandemic sucks. Oh, right. Yes. Touche. Yeah. Yes. And while, and while I didn't, and I'll say this, you know, like while I did not, while I didn't agree with the timing of our governments, our state governments, um, lifting of mm-hmm. mask mandates mm-hmm. or lifting of social distancing and all that, well, I didn't agree with the timing of it. I feel that what they did really kind of kept a lot of places open mm-hmm. and alive, whereas a lot of other states right. whose numbers were just as bad mm-hmm. or even worse closed a lot of um, places by their true. policies. Yeah. And so while I w- I'm not a huge rah-rah, you know, Governor McMaster, I really got to pat him on the back for mm-hmm. allowing us to to choose our own path, right. really. So. Yeah. Although we could have gone to 100% early on when he said it was mm-hmm. so, we chose to stay at 50% and then slowly mm-hmm. just work our way up to about, right now we're at about 70%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be honest, on weekends, if you know people are, if, they're, if we're on a large weight and mm-hmm. people are getting 
antsy about mm -hmm. getting seated. If they if they feel comfortable with it, we'll we've gone as high as ninety percent okay. capacity, mm -hmm. but we try to stay around sixty yeah. seventy percent during yeah. the week. Yeah. Well, so I'm always curious too because I'm from Columbia, born and raised, and I feel like Columbia. You might gets, be the only one. Oh, well, <laughs> like a little unicorn. Um, you know, I just feel like when we're talking about a vibrant food scene, everybody ta immediately goes to Charleston. And then next is like, when I'm talking about South Carolina, it's like Charleston, Greenville. And I feel like Columbia doesn't get the the props that it There's deserves. There's a reason, though. Okay. Yeah, there is a reason. I mean, there, let's face it. We're. We move at a snail's pace a snail's in comparison pace. Okay. Well, that's uh, true. for when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of great restaurants, we but we are missing mm -hmm. huge segments mm -hmm. in our restaurant uh, variety here that other cities have. Mm -hmm. and like what? I'm curious what you think. Well, I just feel that we're not, we're, we really, you aren't seeing as many... I mean, when you count on your, on your, you know, when you count out the restaurants that, like, when friends come to uh -huh. town, like, that what you're going to hit. Mm -hmm. And then you compare it to, like, okay, we're going to take you down to Charleston now. Right. And you're like, oh, my God, like, now we're going to have to limit mm -hmm. the number that we go to. And even, and I would say Greenville gets a lot of, they get a lot of press. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I don't believe that their restaurant scene is really any more that vibrant than, than it here. is here. Okay. No, I think they mm -hmm. just do better PR. Oh, gotcha. Uh, as okay. far as that goes. So, I mean, but I do feel like there's still a lot of segments in Colombia that we are, like, think about it. Go to the Vista. Where, where right. are you going to go for breakfast? Like a good local mm -hmm. breakfast. Yep. Where? Well, I was immediately thinking about crossing the river and going to, like, Cafe Strudel or going right. back down to Five Points and going yes. to the gourmet shop. <laughs> right. So, mm -hmm. but Starbucks. I mean, but, like, a breakfast place in, sure. in, oh, there's in the, the Vista. IHOP, I guess. You got that. But, I mean, local. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? Well, small sugar, but I don't know if she's open on the weekends. I'm not positive, mm -hmm. but I'm but, thinking more yeah, traditional. Traditional, breakfast. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For, I mean, like you can't sure. you can't beat small sugar when yeah. it comes to Charlie's pastries and, right, and some right, of the dishes right. they do there. So but it's not a traditional breakfast. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, but then there's a lot of like um, what I would call like your, you know, the old term we used to use was ethnic restaurants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there still is a it, there's still a lack of a lot of those mm -hmm. in the uh, in the the casual dining scene. Like sure. it's either they're either little hole in the wall places that aren't near downtown, right. or you know, like nine two nine kitchen mm -hmm. was a good example of one that filled the, a niche there. Correct. And yeah. uh, cow, mm -hmm. the Thai place across from you know they're filling those yes. niches. Gotcha. But then there's still a lot of. There's still a lot that could be that could be done, be done. here. Yeah. yeah. So I know you don't have a crystal ball and we're just coming off a pandemic. So but you probably I, haven't had I time don't. to think about this. <laughs> oh, well, maybe you do. Maybe, um, maybe that's how you've made it through the ah, pandemic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but do you have any future hopes or aspirations of opening more restaurants in our Oh, yeah, our definitely. Yeah, okay. Definitely. So yeah. we have you have yeah. more to show us. Yeah. So right now we're in the process of expanding bourbon. Uh, so that's. That's kind of what's on the plate right now. Making it bigger or yeah. having another one? Oh, okay. It's making it larger. So uh, Terry at Blue Flower decided to pull out of her space and mm -hmm. just focus on her Irmo store and online presence. And that opened up the opportunity for us to move into the space next, uh, mm -hmm. next door to Bourbon mm -hmm. also. Mm -hmm. So we're still in the same building. Mm -hmm. uh, we're just occupying both of the bottom uh, floor spaces now. Uh, the Bourbon side that will be 
that exists now will continue to be cocktails and full dinner. Mm -hmm. The new side will be more of a cocktails and light bites. Oh, and okay. then we have the entire courtyard that we'll use, nice. utilize for all sorts of different things. Okay, great. So we always ask every guest on our show, you know, um, Columbia, like in the next five years, where do you see it going? Where do you see it improving? It doesn't have to be limited to the food scene. Like, What's something or your hope for Columbia in the next five well, years? Well, my hopes for Columbia in the next five years would be I would love to see the the North Main Street mm -hmm. district continue to grow. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see Bull Street get developed more. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, an REI and a, and a Starbucks is a good start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We start to get some, you know, some housing in there and some more places. It was unfortunate that uh, Bone and Barbecue wasn't able I to know. hold out long enough, yeah. but they were they were pioneering. Mm -hmm. And it's when you pioneer like that in a, yeah. in a place like in a neighborhood like that, you you're taking a, a big risk. That's of, true. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, in that whole area, you've got the Warmouth. Um, Ahmad across the street's got his place, and it's been doing very well. Mm -hmm. And it it would be nice to see that corridor continue yeah, to to. Uh, benefit from that kind of growth. I see West Columbia and Casey continuing mm -hmm. to grow. Um, you know, Casey has done a beautiful job on their beautification over there. Mm -hmm. I think they're running out of, they don't have as much of a business district right. as I believe West Columbia may have. Um, so hopefully that we'll see some more things happening over here in West Columbia. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's, a, there's still a lot of space. There's a lot of spaces available yeah. in the Vista. That a lot of potential there. So mm -hmm. if we can, if, if Columbia could figure out how to become more attractive to mm -hmm. businesses to move to, mm -hmm. um, I think we'd see a big boom. But right now I think we're, people are much <laughs> more likely to go to Greenville mm -hmm. or, Charleston, or Charleston. And that's unfortunate. Right. right. Well, hopefully our listeners in high places can make some some things happen to make it more attractive. You know, it was fun <laughs> it's funny that I've always said like you know that I, I always felt like Columbia was one of those cities that that um, got held down by capital city syndrome. Oh, yeah. Which is like we we're a city of full of ex-politicians, politicians, wannabe politicians. Oh, uh-huh. And and things seem to grind to a halt a lot of times oh. because Nobody wants anyone else to take credit <laughs> right, for anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so let's hope that we can get over that. Get and, over that. Get our act together. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. And I, th I mean, think about it. I mean, when I first moved here in 93, you know, you could name the great restaurants on, a, on one hand. Mm -hmm. And now, you, you know. You need two hands. You need, two, at, le <laughs> at, you need two at least hands. two hands. Yeah. So yeah. that's, so we're moving in the right yeah, direction. I'm very encouraged by the restaurant scene in Columbia. Like I said, I've, yeah. I'm from here um, and really... You know, if you wanted, when I was growing up, when we'd have a ballet recital or whatever, you went to Garibaldi's. That was really the only right, place was, to go exactly. or Diane's. But, you know, yeah. at, I don't know, it seemed a little stuffy for kids in Diane's, you know, yeah. but, but we would go to Garibaldi's and that was that, that was, was really our only option. So yeah. I've been very encouraged by the food scene and just very grateful for you investing in the food scene and continuing to make it better. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> um, well, that's it. Unless there's anything else you want our viewers to know about you or your restaurants. No. Um, you Except know, come eat in them. Yeah, come <laughs> eat in them. We're open. Right now we're only open five days a week, uh, Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, we, we haven't been doing Saturday and Sunday brunches mm -hmm. like we used to do. Uh, we're just kind of waiting mm -hmm. until everything is back to 100%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... 
at that point, then we'll reassess and we'll probably right. start adding those. But both restaurants have websites, right? So yeah, if people both restaurants. Yeah, bourboncolumbia.com mm -hmm. and blackroosterSC.com. Yeah. So, so right, yeah, so and then the events that we do through FTT Productions, like mm -hmm. the the Harvest Dinners, the Main mm -hmm. Street Dinner, mm -hmm. the Rosé Festival, the Great American Whiskey Fair, all that stuff. Those mm -hmm. you know, tickets for those are selling really well. Right. Yeah. A lot of them are sold out already. So awesome. Yeah, we need more of those kind of events too. I think that yeah. that helps. Yeah, that helps. definitely. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for being on thank our you. program Appreciate today it. and. Um, for everybody listening and watching, you can always subscribe and like us and share us and uh, look forward to the next episode of Soda Citizen Podcast.